Hey, welcome everyone, and welcome to our fourth episode of IBC Topics. Uh, today we have Mike Chow with us. Uh, hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going, Gabe? Good, good. Um, so, as we do with all our podcasts, uh, we just want to start off um, if you could share with us your testimony. Um, yeah. Basically, how you came to faith,、um, people that have impacted you,、um, how you met your wife, and your journey into、uh, the ministry.、Uh, for people that don't know, Mike was the pastor of. Pathway Bible Church. That's so, right. Yeah, if you could just、uh, share with us、uh, just your journey. Yeah, I would love to.、Uh, first of all, thank you, Gabe, for even letting me do this. Oh, of course, I appreciate that. But certainly, the Lord's really kind.、Uh, I I was born in Hong Kong. I don't know if everybody knows, but、uh, the life of a child in Hong Kong、um, opportunities is much less than here、uh-huh. in the states.、Mm-hmm. But in the light of that, the Lord's really kind. Just、uh, I have a one younger sibling. I'm four years older than him, and as we're going through school, it's just a normal schooling. But the Lord saw fit that、uh, He planted out that my uncle, who the he's the youngest uncle out of the five、uh, siblings, and he、mm-hmm. came to the states for studies. In the light of that,、um, he was able to petition our family over. To the states,、oh, awesome. uh, that took a long time. But when I was around nine or ten,、uh, the Lord see fits that to bring our whole family because、uh, the time was up and and we pass、uh, whatever they need to pass for us to be able to get immigrated to the states. Nice.、Uh-huh. Uh, so the whole family was uprooted.、Uh, no doubt, my parents know knowing the sacrifice that they would do just to be able to give.、Uh, My brother and I just more opportunities to move to the states.、Uh, the transition was interesting, just n- not knowing any English coming over <laughs> without that. So it was kind of crazy, but the Lord's really kind. And、mm-hmm. and the, interesting enough that that uncle who petitioned us is a believer. When he came over、mm-hmm. to the states to Seattle, he went to school and he came to know the Lord. And because of him, there's a seed that kind of certainly、um, started. Throughout the families, in the light、mm-hmm. of that,、uh, not to say that we came to know the Lord when we came to the states.、Uh, we were still doing, you know, these、uh, Chinese worship and, and traditional worship、mm-hmm. of ancestors and things like that. And、mm-hmm. but the Lord,、um, after a year being in the states, the Lord saw fit that、uh, my my uncle, my eldest uncle out of the five, has passed away in Hong Kong, which、mm-hmm. shook the family very much. Uh, my my dad was number two out of the siblings,、um, and then a year after that, my dad who died of a heart attack. Oh wow! So that rocked our immediate family a lot. Now my mom, who is a single parent with two boys in a foreign land,、oh, um, but the the Lord's real still real gracious in the light of, and that's when my uncle certainly stepped in and said, "Hey." You guys should come to the church、uh, mm-hmm. where we go to. That you know the church could be of help, and and certain enough,、uh, we went to the church, and people were very very、um, open to us, and 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 really kind to us. And a lot of that, I start getting exposed to the gospel, get exposed to the word,、mm-hmm. and personally, I really wanted to know God and, and continue、mm-hmm. to try to do what the preacher is saying. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, in in junior high, I came to know the Lord in a Sunday school class with、uh, one of the Sunday school teachers, 
And just to answer your question, it kind of leads into the fact that the Sunday school teacher, his name was Peter. He was mm-hmm. a single gentleman that who really made a huge impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since junior high on, he took upon himself just to be really, if you will, he's the second dad to me and, and continue mm-hmm. to encourage me in the Lord. And, and um, it was in his class I came to know the Lord. And a lot of that, he's continued to disciple me throughout the years. Uh, that's where I really feel like grew in the Lord that way. Um, so and then from there on, the Lord's really kind of allowed me to grow in that church, allow him to really embrace uh, the Lord and, and his word. And and as time goes on, I, I love the word more and more. I love the preacher. And at that moment, also another pastor came in as a English pastor who preached expos- oh, man, expository. <laughs> expository. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, thanks. And uh, that that lit a fire in me. Like, wow, I didn't know you could understand God's word that way. Oh, nice. And because of that, that kind of sparked my interest in being in the pastoral ministry early. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at that point, it's like, well, maybe, you know, it's like one of those things that you kind of go wondering what that's about. And so I went through that in high school, thinking of that. And then not until college, um, that's when Chris came into the picture. Uh, Chris was going to the same uh, university. I was University of Washington, and we went to the same church. And the Lord just certainly allow us to get closer as in the college years, and knowing that, um, knowing that we were serving together, that really helped just to get to know each other. And, and the Lord saw fit that allow us to be able to uh, get closer. And, and all those times, she already knew that I want to be in the ministry. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of that, I had a little bit more difficult time just to get into some of the departments that I want to get into in the university, like the architecture department. There was an interest in that. So at that point, I was in the university incurring all these credits, right? <laughs> and not getting a degree, right? No. Uh-huh. So so I got some counsel from the pastor's uh, wife. And she goes, why don't, you, why don't you just finish your bachelor's as soon as possible uh, and then go get your master of divinity if you want to be in the mm-hmm. pastorate? So the the straight line to graduation was geography. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's pretty funny. So that's what I did. I uh, I took all the classes, streamlined it, and tried to get to the graduation as soon as possible. That's awesome. And and then then work through the local pastor and say, hey, I want to be in the the ministry and, and see if that's what the Lord wants. And the desire continued to be there. You know, you throw it in the back burner and it, it, it resurfaces and resurfaces at times. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it's like, let's just try and see what the Lord does. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, and after I got married, after a year I got being married, and we, we went down to L.A. Uh, at the Master Seminary to finish mm-hmm. that up. So that's how, you know, become the, know the Christ and know Christ as well as uh, influence uh by, by mm-hmm. a mentor as well as uh, gotten to know Chris and then we got married in the midst of that and then became uh, come down for Los Angeles to be in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as said in the intro that you were the pastor at Pathway. Right. 
Um, and then now being a member at IBC, um, what has the transition been like for you? And um, I guess in that transition, I mean, if you could share with us uh, some of the lessons that you've learned uh, yeah. over the years and yeah. I, th I think that's a really good question because I don't know if anybody knows what happened with Pathway. We we were by vocational pastors for uh, nine years. Oh. Um, and we started off with four guys and one of the pastors decided to move uh, north, North Cal. So there were three of us for at least, I think, five years altogether. So in light of that, we are full-time pastors and full-time workers mm -hmm. uh, just to pay the bills. Uh, in the middle of that, one of the pastors um, got really, really sick, like immobilizing sick. Oh, so geez. we're like decided, well, you need to go take care of your family. And, and mm -hmm. let's see if me and the other guy could hold the fort. And we had to do some heart searching saying, thinking, well, um, should we keep this going? And which mm -hmm. we kind of think we can, but it would certainly tax our families a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and our purpose is not to maintain the church. We want to grow the church. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of praying, a lot of thinking, we close the church in light of that, um, that the Lord could still grow his people without mm -hmm. us. And I think that just began an uh, interesting lesson for me personally. Like, you know, I was, I was trained as a pastor, uh, if you want to say vocationally, but as I got out of that and, and the Lord made it clear that we ought to close the church, um, then I look back at, did we do anything wrong? Did we, would we do the same thing? Mm -hmm. uh, just do a lot of heart searching. Like, you know, did, you know, was it, what is it a bad closing? You know, yeah, yeah. I guess you have to ask those questions. But we, I, and I personally, honestly think that it wasn't bad. I know that mm -hmm. we weren't perfect. We made mistakes, but overall, in all, I just saw it. Just the sovereignty of God that wants to us to transition somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So, in line with that, I think it just got me thinking about: well, does the Lord has to? prosper a ministry that is you think that you know you're involved in mm -hmm. he doesn't have to no he doesn't he, he'll do whatever he's gonna do to bring his kingdom mm -hmm. to bear right so even in light of me transitioning as as they within the pastorate before to a lay person i need to be careful it's like it, that's something a role that god has allowed me to be in no longer the lord see fit that i'll be in that role the only role that I am throughout that is still a child of God. Oh, it's yeah. still somebody who needs to grow in the Lord, love mm -hmm. the Lord, serve the Lord, and love God's church. Mm -hmm. So those doesn't those things don't stop. Yeah, yeah. And I need to keep reminding myself, it's okay that you're not behind the pulpit or in the meetings or making the calls. Because the biggest lesson is not about me. Mm -hmm. If it's about me, then I would still have issues. And no doubt, I'm not saying that I never wrestle with that, but I feel like I learned the fact that it's about God's kingdom, and He's going to do what He's going to do. Yeah. And 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 if any ways I could support God's kingdom in any capacity, I just need to do it. Mm. Um, so that's I feel like that's a transition lesson that I feel like, and then like that, I ought to support the elders that I'm sitting under. Mm. And, and the submission that needs to be known and seen in my mind. What does that look like? 
uh, because I am a lay, you know, member of IBC. Mm-hmm. I ought to submit to my elders. Mm. So I think I think it's been good. I think it's been healthy to just to be able to see it in a different light of God's kingdom, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I continue to want to be honest with myself, go, am I serving? Am I exercising the gifts God's giving me without being the pastorate within IBC, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest lesson that in light of transition, and the Lord's really kind and patient with me to, to come to understanding of that. Mm. If there's, you know, um, we have several guys actually at our church that have gone to seminary. Right. Um, you know, is there anything specific or any particular like, um, you know, practical wisdom that you could give uh, to anybody that's, you know, um, gone to seminary, but it's not in a pastoral type of uh, ministry, or if someone right now is even considering going into seminary, um, are right. there any type of insights that you could give to them? Okay, so there's the two groups. One group you're saying that is someone who has gone through seminary and yet and not in the pastoral ministry. Uh, my encouragement to anybody in that way, which I'm in that, mm-hmm. you know, boat, uh, just continue to figure out what your giftedness is and how you be able to uh, bless the body and, mm-hmm. and, and continue to use your gifts mm-hmm. uh, with with no hesitancy and just continue to ask you know, the elders, if, if that's what the Lord would use you in that way, how do you support somebody? How do you, and this is interesting. I mean, that's one question that I ask myself, do you see other people who's more gifted than you in those arenas and let them and help them to grow in that? You know, I don't have to do all of it. I have Mm -hmm. to be able to see how God has blessed the people around me in the church and what their giftedness is and help them to uh, fulfill those roles, you know? Mm. So that's kind of interesting itself. Um, and also, if I want to encourage any young uh, seminarian to be and young pastors wants to be, I would just, that's a different question altogether because I feel like their love for God's word in, in their original, original languages would really got to be um, focused upon because for mm-hmm. them to be able to delineate God's word clearly, they need to hone those tools well so that they're mm-hmm. not swayed by anything else. You know, from my old pastor to my new pastors or whatever been taught over the internet, no doubt those are great references. But you, you ought to know what God is mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. in His original languages so that you could be firm in what you say or what you're teaching. Mm-hmm. So. That's just the gear up for the ministry itself. So. Oh, I see. Uh, we also know that you're involved in um, several personal ministries. Right. Um, and so if you could just uh, spend the next couple of minutes uh, talking to us a little bit of what they are and what they do. Sure. Uh, I think there are two categories to that. The personal ministry, meaning within IBC and also outside IBC. Mm-hmm. Um Outside IBC, I'm helping out a in agency called Training Leaders International (TLI). Um, the, how I got involved with that is my old pastor, which was back in Seattle. Uh, he no longer he is no longer there. He's in this agency. What they do is 
as the name says, they train leaders uh, in the 1040 window. Oh, um, as you can imagine, in that 1040 windows, a lot of the pastors might not have the same resources yeah, as we do in yeah. the States. And so they would come up come up with a set of curriculum, uh, and they would go over there and would teach the curriculums um, uh, periodically. So like there's a uh, uh, first trip maybe on the book of Ephesians. The second trip would be another book on the on the historical books and you know and they have this whole curriculum for them to go through to train the pastors that who uh would normally would not have any access to any uh pastoral teachings mm. so that was that was a really fun opportunity for me to say hey you know i have some experience the lord allowed me to have in the pastoral ministry uh now you know should i you know just to help out with other brothers out there that who may benefit from it and it is almost a no-brainer i should try to do that mm. and if the lord would see fit that i would go so i went last year i went to liberia um in africa and it was really eye-opening and just really mm. uh, blessed me because seeing these brothers who are uh, thirsty for the lord and and but yet uh, they don't have enough instruction so it was a really great fellowship time and um, and this year, uh, my Philippines trip was postponed because mm. of the volcanic activity there until yeah, yeah. uh, October. So I'm excited about that and to be able to do that in the future in October. Um, so uh, IBC, I've been blessed to be able to serve alongside uh, Frank and Bryant uh, in the college ministry, mm-hmm. uh, ICF. Uh, that's been really fun to do and see the collegiates. The, to think about the Lord and, and be able to shepherd them, even alongside with the staff there, which rich, great, great, great staff who love the Lord. And, and that's been fun to be able to be alongside. Mm-hmm. And also occasionally teach uh, children's church, <laughs> which I love, I love to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of crazy enough to be able to, for the kids to pay attention <laughs> to. So the ball guy, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's fine. That's fun. Like <laughs> uh, going to uh, for the TLI, um, and you're saying that the, the trip is in October. Uh, where are some of the stuff that we can pray for you? Um, and then also, if you have any specific needs that we could help. Uh, yeah, that, that that's a good question. So for Philippines, uh, uh, we're going to go back there in October. Please pray for. Um, understanding of their culture because we want to be able to be sensitive to them as well as just to be appropriately challenging to them uh in in their setting and and what they go through uh, i think i feel really sensitive to the fact that we don't want to bring our los angeles perspective yeah. to them mm-hmm. versus a biblical perspective to challenge them in uh, it's just a sensitivity and just to get to know them. And I'm sure there'll be a great time of fellowship there. Um, but about needs, and, and I can't thank uh, IBC enough that uh, you guys have rallied around me and met my support. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys, over and over again, I mean, I, I can't say thank you enough that you guys opened yourselves to me. Um, like like, la- like the Liberia trip, mm-hmm. that you guys have been very, very kind and generously just to open um, yourselves to me and beyond just financial, just continue to care. 
uh, even in light of the, you know, you, there more than one of you and more than a handful of you guys that asked me about, hey, how was the trip? I go, oh, I didn't go. I go okay, what happened? <laughs> so it was really kind that I, I certainly felt supported by you guys in, in, in the support that you you would love God's ministry and you're willing to roll up your sleeve to care for the people who wants to go and do it. And, and yeah, thank you very much. And I hope to be able to update everybody more about the October trip as things solidified as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, I love this felt. Thank you very much. Oh, you know, it's, um, I think the first time that I got to kind of know you and the first time I heard you preach, I was actually at uh, the men's breakfast oh. at uh, Paul's uh, backyard. Uh, right, right. I remember that. Yeah, and I remember just uh, after just um, hearing your your, your uh, message, yeah, I was like, man, he's a, a guy that I, I feel like a lot of guys um, would just love to just rally around. I think you bring a lot of inspiration. You bring a lot of... Um, like a morale boost in a way too just when we get talk to you you're just like oh my gosh i just feel so encouraged to do better thank you no i i long i hope that i can you know that's i mean that's the goal i i hope that i could be of help in the body and just constantly praying because you know i don't do it well i could let's just be clear but the fact matter is i want to try and and hopefully the lord will use it you know Mm. um so what are some of the resources um, that you could recommend? Um, whether, you know, it could be books, it could be sermon series, it could be even like conferences or it, just anything right. um, that have impacted you and you could just, just love to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I'm trying to think through like what has been very, very most helpful. I think most helpful is how you go about seeing some of these resources. The reason why I say that is because there's we have so many resources, um, and I my, one of my favorites are you know like Vodi Bakum oh. uh, sermons, uh, D uh, A Carson, and and in light of that, uh, I preface the fact that how you think through them is more important because you know you always want to evaluate these godly men and how they go about and see it in your in the text for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as, as you listen to these guys who are trustworthy, who are uh, well-taught and a lot more charismatic as well as more well-spoken than, than, than I or anybody else, I think you just want to make sure that you still be the Berean and you evaluate according to the mm-hmm. word. And do you see their thought pattern in the text? Do you see uh, what they're saying? The truth is oozing out of the text. Mm-hmm. And I think, those things are great things to think through as resource wise, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's easy to drink it in and, and no doubt you trust them and in light of that. But I think it's a lot more beneficial as you interact and go, why did they say that? And, oh, how come they took that and jump off to here to a different verse mm-hmm. and ask mm-hmm. those probing questions, just really healthy for you to think through like, oh, he did that because the text says this or, oh, I didn't see it say it that way, but he took it elsewhere. I wonder why. And I think those things are kind of pretty interesting as you kind of interact and think through. And only then that you could say, okay, the text says this, and he took a turn or he did not take a turn. Or he was faithful here. I see it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's really helpful to me. I, I do listen to a 
a lot of different sermons from different guys. Mm-hmm. Even a local guy up in Oregon that I, I love to hear, Stephen McDougall. He he's an awesome awesome exegete guy and uh, and it's always very very thick to think through mm. with him. So yeah, that's already very helpful. Mm. So mm. um, uh, lastly, if you could just spend the next couple of minutes, um, just words of encouragement to uh the listeners, um, just things that you've been I don't know just going through even in your own devotionals or just uh, your thought process or just things that you would just uh, like to encourage uh, the body of IBC? Yeah, it's, 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 it's been fun serving in IBC. And no doubt, um, I get a chance, especially like how I mentioned earlier that I was teaching the kids <laughs> lessons. <laughs> and those things still do me in, man. <laughs> it is God's word, right? Uh-huh. And we just went through, and my encouragement is just to think through like in the when Matthew... No, in the Mark chapter 5, talking about how Jesus healed um, uh, Jairus' daughter as well mm. as healing the woman who's bleeding. is still ringing in my head. Uh, the reason why is because, look, these people, I'm just thinking on behalf of, you know, the daughter who was sick and resurrected from the dead, as well as this woman who was bleeding for 12 years. We don't like to be in those positions, it is very inconvenient to be in those positions uh, of dealing with hardship. Mm. But yet, if you look at that passage itself, it was meant to glorify Christ. Mm. I mean, can you imagine? Let's say that I, I say to you, you're going to be sick for 12 years. But guess what? At the end of that, you get to glorify Christ. Mm. You kind of go, huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, and I'm I'm going through the you know like deaths in the family. There's so many deaths in the family at IBC, um, of the older you know generations, and also with coronavirus and, and the sickness and and a lot of health issues. And, and I'm thinking, the Lord is still behind it for a purpose somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I cannot imagine to say that you know to to somebody like Jairus and say your daughter's going to die, and because her death, she would be resurrected for the glorification of christ himself no doubt Mm. at that moment in time it was a special time we don't do that happen Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. but i'm just trying to bring it over the fact that can i be that woman who's been bleeding the 12 years and said the lord is still there Mm -hmm. and her faith is the fact that if i just touch if i just touch him Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen because that's the son of god Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that i try to try to digest a little bit more and just not pass by that those passages too quickly mm-hmm. even with the kids mm-hmm. you know there's there's things that i'm uncomfortable inconvenient and whatever that means but the word has a reason and i hope that god will be glorified in the midst of that mm-hmm. you know so i'm still learning that and try to bend my will toward that a lot more and say lord just show me how to glorify you show me how to be steadfast in this of that you know mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's the latest thing that kind of uh, the lord just bang into my head hopefully mm-hmm. I'll, I'll learn it yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well mike thank you so much um yeah of course, this is, of course. It's, it's been great um thank you so much for just even your ministry to our church and um you know, the time that you've been here, it's just been such a great encouragement. And uh, we just like, just thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome.
Yeah, I'm 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 so glad. I mean, when I came to IBC, my wife's like, "This is a healthy church. Should we be here? Should we be here? We should maybe we should go somewhere else." Uh-huh. And this is a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And I appreciate all the guys and the ladies who kind of come alongside us, continue to sharpen us too. Mm-hmm. And you guys love my children, and my children love mm-hmm. the church. So, yeah, hear me out. It, I I certainly benefit us as well in in this fellowship i appreciate that a lot yeah Mm. well um that's it for today thanks everyone for listening and uh until next time we'll catch you again thanks guys